Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by hipstersofthecoast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at patreon.com slash leavingalegacy. Magic is power. Everyone, welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. My name is Patrick. I'm your legacy newbie, and with me this week, as always, Mr. Jerry. Me. What's up, Jerry? Not much, Pat. I am ready to get into it after taking a week off last week. I know everyone missed us. I got lots of hate mail for uh, not having an episode, but you know we are back in force this week. Yeah, ready and rearing to go. Uh, just scheduling conflict last week, really. Uh, you know, it happens. Yep. Sometimes yeah. we just can't get an episode, and it just it, it it's pretty rare, though. I think like we're we're like on you know, I would say out of the three hundred and some odd episodes we've had, we probably only had like a dozen or so that didn't happen, right? Yeah, yeah. Or we just took a week off. You know, some sometimes it's good to also just have a break because I was also like, yeah, I don't really have much to talk about. Strict mm-hmm. Saban wasn't out yet, mm-hmm. and. You know, there wasn't just a lot going on. So, yeah. Yeah. I felt like that for the last like year or so because I haven't been playing any <laughs> magic. Like, uh, I, I wouldn't go that it. far, but OK. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying personally, like I'm just like, oh, uh, you know, uh, as far as like actual legacy goes, I always have stuff to say about everything. Like I could talk. I could I could have a podcast where I'm actually just by myself, just ranting and raving about whatever comes to my mind, you know, you got to do the burn gauntlet, Pat. This is this is something I, I've started up. Uh, where whenever I want to kind of get a feel for the legacy meta and just like get some boots on the ground Intel, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll just like sleeve up burn and just fly through like three or four leagues over the course (laughs) of like two hours because like burns just like, it's, it's super easy. It's, you know, you can play through an entire league in about an hour Mm -hmm. because you know, the mat, the games are like 10 minutes long each. You you either win quickly or you lose quickly. Right. Yep. And I feel it's like almost like the perfect, like, uh, like scientific, uh, like how I'm trying to remember what the term is, but just like not interfering with the test subject at all, because it's just like, we're it's getting like, a double blind taste test on. Yeah, the, exactly. On I am, I am burned. <laughs> you, you either need to win the game or stabilize by turn three or four, or I'm just yeah. going to burn you out. So yep. it's like a good way to just get an idea of like what a deck can do under, you know, somewhat pressure, but not yeah. absurd pressure. It's just like, all right, show me what you got. But you wouldn't be silly enough to bring it to like an actual like 1K tournament, right? Like some of uh, our friends have done. Oh, no. I mean, I think there's no there's no harm in bringing burn to a to a 1K or anything like that. I mean, hell, I people have had success with burn. And I think if burn is, you know, some fun tools away from being another contender again, uh, you know, getting uh, uh, not missing confluence. I'm trying all of a sudden I'm blanking on the name. Fiery. Yeah, fiery confluence, you know, like. It like little tools like that, like burn is just uh one or two cards away from just being a serious contender hmm. with that. But it's just it's just the purest way, in my opinion, to get a an idea of what's going on in the format and just do it quickly. So yeah. whenever there's a new format out, I'm just I just sleeve up burn and just run through four or five leagues 
really quick. I can mm-hmm. pretty much go three, two or better with burn. So yep. it's basically for free and it's just a good way to kind of scout out, uh, you know, what's going on in the meta. So I like, I like that. Honestly, I, I, I say this every time we talk about magic online, but I actually have some, I might have Wednesday off this week. So maybe I'll have some time during the day to, uh, if I can get my kids to do something else and, not bother me for a couple hours uh to, to play some magic online i i really do like i've been wanting to play magic so bad lately i just haven't had a lot of free time unfortunately so yeah i mean do do the burn challenge and i, I recommend that for anyone i don't yeah. know my, hopefully now we're not just going to see like a massive spike in <laughs> burn so takes like, down the, the, the weekend challenge is in the top of the five oh <laughs> well, no, you do the you do the burn challenge and then it's like five five rounds of burn burn mirrors <laughs> yep. but it's just good because you, you get to see kind of like what's going on what people are trying out yeah. um like I was surprised. Uh, I ran into a ton of Karn uh, Echo of Aeons decks. Yeah, we were, we were talking about that in the pre-show, right? Uh, yeah, there's a running jeweled lotus. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, I had no idea what was going on. Yeah. Um, but my opponent just goes like jeweled lotus, which for people who don't know, that's the black lotus that only works in Commander. Yeah. It's you know zero for an artifact. You can sacrifice it. Add three man of any color but you could only use it to spend man on your commander which doesn't work in legacy so i'm like what the hell's going right, on here right and then i found out someone found out a way to break it they uh loop it with doubling cube okay so doubling cube is an artifact for two and then it has three and tap it double the mana in your mana pool and the thing is the mana that jeweled lotus produces that mana can only be used to be spent on commanders but the doubled mana can be no used way. To, to pay spend on everything. So the way the deck wins, oh my gosh, is it just sets up a loop where it's just looping the deck over and over again with uh echo of aeons and doubling cube lotus, uh, uh, what is uh, jeweled lotus, yep, to make like infinite mana. And what then are they, cast ballista, like why? Yeah, they cast walking ballista yep, and then yep. win the game that way. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is hilarious! Yeah, I feel it's more of a meme than a real thing, but I mean, people, but are we said like Jewel Lotus is like one of those cards. I, I don't feel like we talked about when it got spoiled, and everyone's like, Oh, it only put cast for your commander, and it's like, I there's always something, right? There's yep. always something. Magic players, they are min maxers, they will find, <laughs> they will find a way, life in the name. In the in the words of Ian Malcolm, <laughs> life uh, finds a way. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's hilarious! Oh my gosh. Uh, so yeah, I, I ran into that, had no idea what was going on at first, and then was just like laughing my ass off when that's I saw it hysterical. Get laid out. Um, so that that was cool. And then the other thing was I was I was specifically doing this because I wanted to see if any Strixhaven cards mm-hmm. uh, were starting to see play, and I did run into one Strixhaven card. And it actually looked really powerful in its in its use. And that was uh, Solve the Equation from a blue-green sneak-and-show player. Oh, really? What does Solve the Equation do? So it's from Strixhaven. It's two and a blue for, I want to say, it's I think it's a sorcery. Might be an instant. I'm looking up right now. Two and a blue, and it's search your library for an instant or sorcery card. If it's not Matt Damon on the front of this card, I'm going to be very, it's not Matt Damon. <laughs> it, God damn not, it. God damn it, Wizards. It's not Matt Damon. Uh, 
But uh, uh, it is a sorcery. Two and it a is blue. a sorcery. Yeah, yes. two and a blue for a sorcery. Search your library for an instant or sorcery card. Oh, that seems like exactly what something hand. like Sneak and Show wants. Yeah, and I think we talked about this when we were uh, doing the set review. I pointed yeah. out, it's like, yeah, this is something I would probably try out in Sneak and Show. And yeah, my my opponent was running it. And yeah, it uh it worked really well. They used one and they found a show and tell with it to put mm-hmm. omniscience into play, and then they mm-hmm. used another to find cunning wish and then like cunning wish combo. So oh, it's just okay. it's just a tutor that just finds your key cards. Yeah. And it effectively tutors for anything in your deck because if you need the show and tell, you find the show and tell. Right. Um, if you need the creatures, you can always just cunning wish, and then cunning wish can get like shared summons, and you can basically right. like chain tutors together to find whatever you oh, need. That's kind of cool. I mean, it, it it is like it obviously like the more the more and more you're trying to like the more spells you're trying to cast to grab your combo pieces, obviously the more instances there are where something can get countered, but that's not, you know, that's just part of like what show and tell does. Right. So, yeah, I mean, that's just about, you know, playing the, the deck is, you know, yeah. knowing when you have to play around counter magic and knowing when you can just go for it. Right. And cards like this are powerful because it allows you to diversify your deck, which mm-hmm. gives you outs against more, more decks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, typically you would, you would be really limited in your choices because you have to, you know, four show and tell four cunning, wish you know you have to do fours of everything whereas this now allows you to maybe shave a copy or two you can run anything right of anything yeah you can run this and it just it it just gives you more like it turns it into more of a toolbox deck Mm -hmm. are we seeing are we seeing a lot of cunning wish in the show and tell decks now is that like a is that like prominent because they've gone away from eureka right that's sort of like the eureka tell has kind of gone fallen by the wayside without oko Blue green. I mean, so basically what we're looking at now is there's kind of two main camps for sneak and show players. Mm-hmm. And I say sneak and show, but it's really just show and tell players. There is the sneak and show players who are running the blue red version of the deck. And that one is more all in, in your face. It, uh, you know, it's running the sneak attack. It's focused on creatures. If they're running omniscience, it's really just to cast creatures. They're not doing like the cunning wish combo with mm-hmm. omniscience. They're just using omniscience as like a, a backup plan. And those decks are faster and more consistent, but there's more hate cards that can affect them. Like basically if you can at- shut down the attack step, mm-hmm. the deck just doesn't have a way to win. Like that deck can just fold to a resolved ensnaring bridge, um, if it doesn't if it doesn't have you know the right the right tools like a brazen borrower or something like that available to them. Yeah. Whereas the blue green Omni Show deck is slower. It's definitely a much slower combo deck, um, and it's less consistent. Though this new uh, you know solve the equation, I think ups the consistency points a couple uh, a little bit, which kind of makes up in that area, which mm-hmm. is nice to see. Uh, but it's slower, but the trade-off for being slower is it's more resilient to hate cards. It has more ways to win the game. It's not just stone dead to something like ensnaring bridge yeah. or, um, you know, uh, what's the white creature I'm blanking on it. The one in a white for a two, two flash. Uh, when, it, uh, when it comes to, you know, basically creatures can't enter the battlefield unless you cast them. Oh man. Containment priests. That's yes. what it is. Yep. That's what it is. Um, so it uh wow that you know, hurts hurt my brain so bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So th- those are kind of the two the two camps that this falls in. I don't think solve the equation is going to make it into the blue red version of the deck, but who knows? Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe it will. Um, just because I think it slows the deck down too much, but I do think this is a powerful tool for the uh, the blue green version of show and mm-hmm. tell. Hmm. Cool. I like it. Yeah. Hey, have you picked up any uh, singles from um, uh, Time Spiral Remastered? I have in not. Your decks? Oh, dude. I dude. I spent. I spent a lot of money on on singles for blue red delver dude they're sitting in a package on my desk i haven't even opened it yet i haven't because i know like the cards that i do want to get are just so obscenely expensive and are never going to be cheap that you get the foil you're getting foils right yeah like that's my problem it's like i'm a a foil boy like there's no there's no getting like cheap time spiral cards (laughs) i got non-foils and i still spent a lot of money like yeah, I don't know if I've ever spent this much money outside of duels. I don't think I've ever spent this much money on singles at once at like once. Well, did you get Japanese copies too? Yes. So Jap- <laughs> that's course. also going to have like the Japanese premium too. Yeah, which isn't too bad though because it came from Haruya. So like, it's not as bad when you're getting shipped from overseas. I feel like it's more expensive to buy Japanese copies here than it is to like get them from Haruya and then have them. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, no, that there's makes less sense. of a tax like to get them from the source, so to speak, but. Um, yeah, it was, uh, but it was the real way is to just get, you know, Japanese time spiral boxes. <laughs> so I thought about it cause I still have my two English boxes that are unopened and then one open English box, which I still need to make a brawl deck out of, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, I, I couldn't, I, I really want to buy the Japanese boxes, but I just can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't force myself to do it. I'm like, I already bought way too much of this already. Uh, yeah, I'm like, I'm looking at those ponders the pond, the foil ponders are going up for like $350 each. And I'm just like, uh, do I really want to drop like 12? Well, you could sell your, what are your ponders worth now? The ones you have a lot less than $350. Okay. But like, but like, what do you think they're worth? Like, like maybe 25 bucks now. No, <laughs> no way. Really? Let's take a look. How much is uh regular foil ponder going for which ones are, the, are these the the fish ones or the three ball well that's ones? that's the thing uh ponder actually has very few printings there's the fish ball ones and then there's the m11 ones and i have the m11 ones oh, okay uh so i'm on tcg player right now and yeah they are 25 bucks a piece right now did they have they dropped like wicked bad what were they do they no. is there like a stock price in those I mean, I'm sure they've gone down. They've gone down a bit. Yeah, I do wish TCG Player had historical prices. I'll just is does MTG stock still work? I'm gonna go on that site. Does this site still work? Uh, I might. It has a Pokeball in the search bar. That's not a good. <laughs> that's not a. That's not a good indicator. Um. So the fish, the fish ponder, uh, those foils are still a hundred dollars. Yeah, I like those better personally. Uh, so they spiked at like fifty-seven dollars. Back in Dominaria, so that's like middle, you know, first third of 2018, and then they've been pretty steady at like thirty dollars. So that that hasn't had like a massive drop. Yeah, the foil ponders, the M11 ones or M M12 ones. How long? Well, how long were they at like a hundred dollars? Did you say during Dominaria? Oh no, they were at they were at the high was like fifty one dollars. It was like a very short spike of fifty seven dollars. It was a very short spike, and they came back down again within six months. Okay. I wonder why they went up around Dominaria. Was it like, was there a legacy thing coming up then? There was so high? probably something. April 2018. Was that, was that before, that was before your top eight, right? 
in Niagara? Uh, I think or just after my top eight. Oh, you put, you put him back on the map running show and tell the top. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> saw yeah, my, they, my they, sweet foil ponders on camera and they decided that they wanted them. They definitely had some some res- resilience, though, after that spike, because they were like very steady for, for like four years at around $18 a piece for foils. And then they jumped that one time in uh, in April up to like almost 60. And then when they came back down again, they kind of leveled off around 30 or so. Well, that's that happens with every card. That's yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like they were very steady at like 20, jump, like had a big spike, then came back down and settled around 30. So is that like someone like this? Do you think people decided like there's no reason why this card should be $20? We'll buy like people just collectively buy a bunch of them and then they as they sell them off, it settles back down, but it has some nah, kind of price I mean, memory. Yeah, it's it's definitely price memory or price stickiness is what people yeah. call it. It's basically just like people who bought it at 50 don't want to sell it at 18 anymore. Yeah. So like, hey, I'm not going to sell it at 18. I'll just hold on to it. But uh, 37. All right. I'm still losing money, but at least it's not as bad as like 18. So right. stock market is a tricky psychological beast. Actually, speaking of this is going to my work life, but uh the CFP exam is now adding psychology as a testable topic. On really? The, uh, the finance exam, because the psychology of finance is just more and more important. And it's just a, a bigger focus. How, ma- how many uh, questions are going to be on there about uh, the, the subreddit for first? Yeah. <laughs> like- <laughs> I don't think they're going to mention uh, Reddit in the CFP exam. So here's what's interesting to me is like, so you have a bunch of like financial analysts and people who play the stock market who are like, super old right like you you can just say like the average the average stocks guy is what in his 50s that's what i imagine is like all these guys yeah. and like like the white collar shirts the white cuffs which are very sharp looking by the way but in their 50s and 60s making moves in stocks no idea colors, what yeah. a yeah no idea what a red what a subreddit is don't know what it is like don't understand it but like then you have guys like you who are like hip to that stuff who are coming up and i just i'm just all i'm saying is like in our lifetime there's gonna be like a bunch of undercover like narcs in that subreddit are going to fucking ruin everything. Oh, there's that. That's always been the game. Like yeah. there's been, there's been narcs in the wall street bets subreddit for, for a yeah. long time now, <laughs> but yeah, I'm waiting for the funny. narcs in the mad MTG finance subreddits. Oh, was- I don't even go in there, man. I don't even, I mean, so they're dude, here, this is where I feel like we've jumped the shark here because do you know who Burt Kreischer is? I don't. He's like a pretty prominent comedian. He's like one of like Joe Rogan's buddies, whatever. Uh, well known, like bunch of specials, whatever. Like popular comedian, very funny guy, whatever. He had someone on his podcast recently who's like another comedian who I've never heard of, but obviously is like well known or whatever. And he's talking about how he was into magic when he was a kid, got back into it now. Now that he's got money and he's buying himself graded like beta cards. Like, mm-hmm. and that's like he's collecting them. And it's just like, uh, he was actually chronicling how he got bullied out of a bunch of magic, like, uh, uh, like oh, I buy think, sell pages. I think you sent me that video. Oh, was, I didn't send like, the video, but okay. Yeah. You were in the group. I got, but it yeah, was he was, so, he was on, he was a guest on some podcast. It was like, totally yes, unrelated, yes. totally unrelated to magic. They're just yes. like, let's talk about magic right yes, now. <laughs> yes. It was so funny, dude, about how he got bullied out of these groups because he like changed his name, which is like super shit. Like you don't do that in those groups. Like well, part just, of part, it's of, funny because he's like, he changed his name because he's a celebrity yes. and he didn't want like people in the magic groups, just messaging him because he's a celebrity. Right. 
But then all the people in the finance groups are like, oh, someone changing their name is like a red, red flag, flag yeah, of a huge. scam, like someone's yes. scamming. Yes, and yes. because he's a celebrity, but he's like a D-list celebrity that not a lot of people have heard of. <laughs> it was like there are more people who thought he was a scammer than a celebrity Dude, trying so, to get in contact with him. So like, and the funny thing is like, it, one of the, especially in those old school high-end groups, man, like personal authenticity is such a hot, is such a, important commodity there you know, do you know what i'm saying like yep. a lot of times like you're not going to get cards you're not going to make deals unless you are unless you are you know upfront with who you are like it's just one of those things like you have you need, to, you need to be vouched in yeah you, yeah. Need to be, you either need to be a known quantity yes. it's or basically someone else who's a known those, quantity those groups are basically <laughs> blood in blood out right like that's yeah. how they roll so yeah to, to go and, <laughs> and to, to hear him say i got bullied off the off the page made me so happy so happy that someone who is a grown man was like i got bullied off the page i'm like fuck yeah you did oh i think that's a bit of an exaggeration i'm sure i'm sure it is but it made me very happy it made me very happy i'm like i love it gatekeeper's gonna gatekeep man i love it so much so much i mean it's a shady move if i'm gonna if i'm gonna if i'm gonna chat with like a hundred people and I notice one person has changed their name. I'm like, that is a red flag. It's like, all right, get fishy over here. Yeah, exactly. Like, this like, is a scam artist. This guy's Twitter like handle, like proxies. all my stuff is like my actual, my Twitter handle, my Instagram name, my Facebook are all like my actual legal name. Like it's just the way, it's just the way you got to do it, you know, but and it's just funny to me. It's funny to me. Uh, speaking of legal name, actually, I don't know if I'll do it right now. Cause it, I meant to do it at the beginning of the show, but we kind of blew past it, but I did want to thank our newest patron this week. And he, uh, we have his legal name here. Jeez, way to, the sketchiest way to introduce Patreon shout outs. <laughs> no, but I did want to just give a shout out uh, Stavros Danaxis, who's like, that's like just a very strong name. That's a name who's got like, like that, right? That sounds like a made up name, but I'm assuming it's his actual name. I um, feel he's like a, a pirate captain in the Mediterranean Sea. Just, it just, just sounds like... Greek as hell, right? Like, like that's like a gladiator's name, you know? <laughs> Like somewhere like right running up into the pantheon, Stavros Danaxis. But anyway, uh just got into our Patreon um a couple weeks ago and I just wanted to give him a shout out. So thank you very much for the support. Hell yeah. I'm I'm submitting your name to Wizards as a uh like a name for the new planeswalker. It could <laughs> definitely be a like a legendary, maybe not a planeswalker, because those are always kind of lame, but like definitely a legendary creature. <laughs> Listen, Davros, you're way too cool to be a planeswalker. Stavros, okay, Stavros Danaxis could actually be my next DD character, honestly. Like <laughs> I'm right. Hold on. I'm writing it down so I don't forget. Stab Rose. <laughs> now, now I feel like it's a made-up name. Now I feel like it's a like an internet moniker, and we're just being played. But uh, I'm okay with that. I'm I'm gonna go with this his real name until I've been told otherwise. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, let's uh let's talk about the challenge. Oh yeah, let's take a look at the challenge. I'm glad Watsy finally started posting deck lists again. Which yeah, that's why we took a week off because we couldn't handle any more deck lists being uh, lost to the uh, to the abyss. You know what I bet it is? I bet you just the the intern the intern that usually does this was on vacation and like people had like all these for, like experience. three weeks. Their vacation policy at Watsy is way too generous. Then, or maybe because it was like, gone for like a month. <laughs> or maybe like the intern like was it like was it the hamster school, who like school spin, break? Who, like, the Something. hamster who spins the wheel who powers that server died and they the, couldn't the intern, get a replacement. <laughs> yeah, the intern got a promotion and it took him a couple weeks to get the replace. Like people always have these conspiracy tinfoil hat theories going on about what's going on, but really it's just like they probably just forgot. <laughs> yeah, the the truth is probably the lamest ex- explanation of all time. Right. Yeah. 
just just like uh you know like uh the military just or well, there's the military the government pentagon just like certified some ufo pictures as being authentic which is horrifying yeah, but the thing is they're authentic and not in that like they're authenticated that they're aliens it's authenticated that yes we have these photographs we don't know what they're photographs of yes that's all they're authenticating i know i know <laughs> but bro bro yeah, but like, it could still be a weather balloon or more more than likely like a Chinese spy plane. That's who, probably who, what it is. Who sends up weather balloons? I've heard you, this nonsense about weather balloons. <laughs> the crazy flat earthers trying to prove <laughs> that the earth is flat, sending up weather balloons. <laughs> and then they prove that the earth is round, so they, they bury the evidence, but someone took a photo of it with their like iPhone 5. Wasn't there a get- flat earther who like uh put himself in a balloon? Or in a rocket, yeah, and then died. died. <laughs> yeah, he died proving his life's goal was wrong. <laughs> oh man, can you imagine? Can you imagine that that's what you spend all your time in? Like, there, listen, there are some conspiracies out there that are that I believe are real, right? Like, there's some wacky stuff out there that's like actually. Are you saying real. Epstein? Are you saying Epstein didn't kill himself, Pat? Is that what you're saying? How is no, no, listen, <laughs> you're you're conflating conspiracy and truth. Right. Those are two different things. Well, no, that's like, like, like that is technically a conspiracy theory that like the entire world is on the in on. It's, like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay, sure. He, uh, he killed himself at the exact right moment that the cameras went out, but okay. Yep. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah, it's great. No, there's definitely like, that's the thing is like, there's a difference between like conspiracies being true and being like a nutso conspiracy theorist. Like, right. I'm watching right now on Netflix, the uh, Isabel Stewart Gardner Museum, uh, the documentary. It's, this is a I robbery. I have no idea what that is. Oh, uh, so. What's Isabel? Who's who? You don't know. Oh, this is my favorite museum, Pat. It's in Boston. Basically okay. in the 1920s, this uh, like multimillionaire uh, woman basically put her entire fortune to just collecting art. And then when she died, she left her house to the city and uh, like dedicated it in her will that it had to be used as a museum. And also the pieces couldn't be moved. So it's basically you're walking through this crazy old lady's house who spent millions and millions of dollars on art Hmm. in the 1920s. So it's a super cool museum. If you're ever in Boston, really recommend it as my favorite museum. But in the 90s, they had an art heist where these uh, thieves stole $500 million worth of art and were never caught. Oh, I've heard, I think I've heard about that art yeah. heist. And there's all sorts of like conspiracy theories about like the guards were on the in on it and like, yep. like Whitey Bulger was behind it and like the Boston police were in on it yep. and yep. like all sorts of conspiracy. And I wouldn't be surprised if like, if those conspiracies were true, Yeah. because let's be honest, Boston in the 1990s was pretty, pretty corrupt. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So like like yeah, there are one hundred percent tons and tons of conspiracies theories out there that are definitely true. It's just you gotta you gotta you know pick and choose. You want to be you want to be more like Mulder from the X Files and less like Karen from Facebook. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh man, I'm a, I'm currently in a debate with someone. Uh, someone made a post like what I don't know my 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 wife's uncle or whatever made a post. It was like one of those meme posts like oh like you know. They're removing Dr. Seuss books from the shelf, but but WAP is getting like a Grammy award or whatever. And like, and I was like, well, actually, I, was like, I did like the, the well, actually, in the comments. I'm like, well, actually, it was actually the Seuss estate that decided to remove five books from uh, from circulation that were uh, that were actually like pretty overtly racist, like had overtly racist, like that, uh, not like pictures, like, you know, uh, like pictures in the books. 
And then this woman who I, I did not address came in and says, well, you know, it, how can you, it was just a whole thing. And I'm like, well, she's like, you know, I was like, these books, like the most popular one of them sold 5,000 copies last year. Like, they're not like popular books and you probably don't even know what they are. If you didn't look, if you didn't look them up, yeah, like, it's not like they're pulling redfish, bluefish. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, you know, comparatively like green eggs and ham sold over half a million copies. And the most popular, one of the ones that was pulled sold less than 5,000. Like it's, these are, we're, we're talking about two different things and it was just a whole thing. And I'm like, and she's like, I don't, she's like, I, I just can't believe it's so vulgar. I'm like, if you think that WAP is the most vulgar thing in the internet, internet right now, you have no idea what's out there and should just like end this conversation. I'm like, Dude, like musicians have been pushing the envelope of, of obscenity for decades. Like Elvis, the Beatles, like Led Zeppelin has a song about I'll give you every inch of my love. Kiss has a song called Love Gun. What do you think these are about? And like you flip, but when you flip that and you put like a, and like, and listen, I'm not a big Cardi B fan at all, but like you flip that and you make it explicit. All of a sudden, you know, because it's coming from a female, it's like it's like a big deal. But like I, if it was a male, it's like a non-issue. I I just love my favorite comeback when that was the the there was another group that was trying to get uh, a little Nas song pulled because they yeah. claimed it was turning children gay. So, <laughs> so people were like, oh, it's fine if, if just every time they listen to a little Nas song, just put on WAP afterwards and it'll turn them straight again. Yeah, that's, that's how that's how music works apparently. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So it's just it's just so funny. Like I never I never comment on anyone's Facebook because it's just a waste of time. But I've been enjoying like I've been enjoying just like putting this woman's feet to the coals and being like. Like what is what is your actual real problem? And now she just her last comment was actually what she just was uncomfortable with the language of women talking about their vaginas, basically. And I'm like, <laughs> that's what makes you uncomfortable. So like, it's not like Marilyn Manson, anti-car superstar, right? That's not what bothered you. It's not like you you know, like we all know, like the history of rock music has been littered with like just super like that's what it's part of rock and roll is pushing the boundaries, right? Music pushes the boundaries. I'm like, this is just another one of those songs that like was intended to push the boundaries like that was the that was the design of the song like these two artists got together and decided how can we enrage karens but also make a shitload of money making us putting us putting a single together that's what watsy needs to do for like for their next set if they wanted <laughs> to sell gangbusters product just like offend Karen's and like, just like <laughs> send it to Karen Facebook groups. Yeah, bring and say, back like, unholy strength with the pentagram, with the pentagram. Yeah. All right. Like, I think pissing off Karen's is probably the greatest marketing strategy you can make it's because so they will, good. they will share that all over the place. They so will send good. that to everyone. <laughs> so good. Anyway, speaking of pissing off Karen's, let's go down the legacy challenge here. Let's take a look. We got some spice in uh, this top eight. We did. Do we want to just go uh, stack rank and then talk about the spice? Or do we want to pick out the spice spice first? Well, thankfully, uh, Chronicler has done our job for us again and kind of gone over the semi spicy lists. Um, let's talk about the spicy list because actually, well, let's talk about like the top. You know, I want to talk about five lists on here. I just want to talk about this this fourth place list. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's get into it. This is what they they're calling Bug Smog Delver. Yeah, so this is actually what we talked about in the previews for having like the highest chance of uh, seeing legacy play and looks like uh, it saw play at least in the first week might just be an unknown quantity, but uh, it is using the combo with the new Magecraft uh, mechanic. Mm -hmm. So Magecraft is whenever you cast or importantly or copy an instant or sorcery spell and then do X. Right. 
And so the combo piece is Witherbloom Apprentice. It has Magecraft whenever you cast a co- or, or copy an instant or sorcery spell. Each opponent loses one life and you gain one life. Mm-hmm. And it combos with Chain of Smog, which is a sorcery from Onslaught. That is one in a black for a sorcery. Target player discards two cards from his or her hands. That player may copy this spell and may choose new targets for that copy. And the trick being, you actually cast Chain of Smog on yourself right which i'm sure watsy never <laughs> planned on anyone doing <laughs> uh but chain of smog yourself and you can copy it infinite times and then as long as witherbloom apprentice is in play you win the game because you uh drain for infinite life totals right right which is it's a two card combo for black black green colorless so four mana two cards win the game i mean technically so the only the way you destroy this card is if it was that player must choose a new target for the for that copy, right? Then you couldn't then you couldn't keep looping it, but but because uh, of this, you they, just keep looping it. Yeah, if they were to reprint chain of smog and want to fix it, yeah, yeah. That, that's what the, I mean. I don't think it's it's because honestly, I don't see this as a problem combo because no. it's it's based around a two two creature. Right, Witherbloom Apprentice is a two two like a, a swords to plowshares or a lightning bolt just completely disrupts this combo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's worth noting that Chain of Smog is a sorcery, right? So Yeah, and also it's yeah. just like you let them do it like three times. Discard their disc- hand. Discard their hand, and then you lightning bolt yes. it. It's, yes. like, exactly. it's like, sweet dude, you drained me for three or four, and you discard your hand to do yep. it. <laughs> yep. It's cool that they have, tar- like, Uro in here is cool because it, it combos with that, just being able to dump in your graveyard. Yes. Tarmogoyf. It's cool having Tarmogoyf here because obviously you are growing your graveyard. So that's a it's it's just a one of, but it's a cool creature to have uh, access to. Snapcaster Mage obviously is great with is great paired with this kind of mechanic because yep. you can dump spells in your yard and then get them back with Snapcaster Mage. So this is some kind of cool like built in um uh synergies here, right? Well, yeah, because I mean that's what I like about these decks is like yes, it's a combo deck, but I I would even say combo is the plan B. The mm. primary goal of this deck is it's just a you know a, a decent uh bug delver list. You right. know, it's got four delvers, two Uros, the Snapcasters, the Tarmogoyf, you know, your ponders, your thought seizes, your abrupt decays, your fatal pushes, mm-hmm. you know, forces. And what's what's important to note with Witherbloom is it's not that bad just on its own. Yes, it can combo to win the game, but I almost think of this as like a black green young pyromancer almost in that whenever you cast a spell, you're draining for one, you're dealing a point of damage and you're gaining a life. And that can be really important for these mid-range style decks like Bug when you're against those like faster aggro decks, that little bit of life gain against like Blue Red Delver or Burn or something like that can be the difference between stabilizing or not. Mm -hmm. So, I mean... Yes, it has this this great combo application, but it also just slots into the deck fairly well as well. Right. So I think it this is definitely an option for bug uh, bug players going forward. Like, yes, you can be the traditional, you know, just play a completely fair game bug deck, mm-hmm. or for a very low opportunity cost, you can throw in this win the game combo and and win that way. Mm-hmm. And I think it's telling that uh, that uh, uh, Fish Duggery, the pilot who came in fourth place with this list, you know, ran four copies of Witherbloom Apprentice and two copies of Chain of Smog. You know, yes, the Chain of Smog can be flashback with Snapcaster Mage, but it also just shows that like he's totally fine with having a Witherbloom Apprentice in play just as a creature, even if he's not comboing off. With yeah, because because any because again, you're still able to drain and gain uh, anytime you're casting a spell, so. Yeah, and yeah. there's also plenty of decks where just a 2-2 two, two 
you know, gets there, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, playing burn and casting my fair number of goblin guides. I've learned the, pro- the, the power of just having a tutu chunking into like a storm player yep. or a sneak and show player who just yep. like, there's still plenty of decks in legacy that just don't have creatures and a tutu chunking a turn is enough of a clock. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So yeah, I just, I just really like that list. Uh, it's probably something I'm going to sleeve up if, you know, chain of smogs aren't a million dollars still. I know they like <laughs> spike through the roof when this combo was first spoiled. They're an uncommon though. Right. So they can't, they, their price can't be that high. They're an uncommon from like 20 years ago though. <laughs> I forget how long ago that set was. Or fif- 15 now onslaught. Oh, onslaught. So that's Sorry, like, onslaught. it's like 2006. So like 15 years ago. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, do you want to talk about the Ruby Storm? Yeah, uh, actually, next week we have a very special guest coming on just to tease a little bit. Uh, actually, in sixth place, it's our guest who's coming on next week. <laughs> I just look at the name and realize, but yes, next yep. week we will have uh, Tony Scapone, uh, sixth place in the challenger with Ruby Storm. He's going to be coming on the cast to talk all about the deck. So maybe we shouldn't talk too much about this so we can save it for the uh the episode but i'm already seeing some spice in here that i'm I'm looking forward to asking him about okay yeah we don't have to talk about it but we will uh we'll have him on uh next week so you guys can hear about that but uh yeah i was just trying to tease a little bit there jerry and uh you took all the magic out of it so thanks for that uh yeah, no, no problem no problem just <laughs> shit it on your dreams that's what, um, you're for. <laughs> what else do we want to run let me just run down the top eight real quick just so everyone is uh kind of aware so red green lands old man lands came in first we had Rug Delver in second. Actually, I want to take a look at this Rug Delver list because I want to know what Rug Delver is doing right now. Brazen Borrower, Delver of Secrets. It's got the Sky Whale and Tarmogoyf. Two Forked Bolt. Okay. Hmm. And they're running Stifle. Okay. So this is like an old school, not old school, but like old school, new school Rug Delver. But they're issuing uh, any copies of uh, of uh, Tarmogoyf. That's interesting. Oh, no, they have four copies. I'm sorry. Yeah. So that's like your basic Rug Delver list. Okay. Yeah. I have been seeing more fork bolts around. Hmm. Um, I don't know if it's just like an increase in Snapcaster mages and killing Delver secrets early mm-hmm. or what, but uh, yeah, I have been seeing quite a quite a few fork bolts. Hmm. Okay. Um. So we had uh, miracles. We had Jeskai miracles in third. Then we, of course, we had Bug Smog Delver in fourth. Uh, blue red green Delver. Can I, can I just fifth. point out yeah. real fast that uh. This uh, Miracles in third place is running four copies of Mishra's Bobble. In third place? Yeah, in third place, four copies of Mishra's Bobble. Oh, yeah. No. F- oh, yeah. Or four. What? Sorry, four copies. Did Why I say three copies? Four? Yeah, you said three. Why are they running four copies of Mishra's Bobble? Oh, we've seen it before um, because you can set up a miracle on your opponent's turn with it. Yeah. So you can Mishra's Bobble and then... Uh, the beginning of next turn's upkeep. So you Mishra's Bobble on your turn, and then on your opponent's turn, you Terminus or Entreat the Angels or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, it's just it's just an option. I mean, it also just draws you a card. Like it's it's a free artifact that that helps power you through the deck. Yeah. So I mean, we have seen it before. It's just it's not something I'd seen recently. Hmm. Yeah, they're running a uh, one Entreat and then three Terminus. I don't mind seeing uh, seeing miracles in here. Two Jace, two Narset, and two Teferi. The the three three uh, mana Teferi. Yeah, I don't mind Follow seeing list. miracles kicking around. I 
because there's so much diverse. I mean, the, the challenges are one thing. I think they're a little bit uh, inbred, but um, I don't think Miracles is doing as well in the leagues themselves. I'd have to double check, but but I think because the diversity is so high right now. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the Miracles player. So for the longest time, Miracles was just the best, you know, control deck you could play. Yeah, and now you just have more options because like Esper Vials, another viable option. Um, you know, there's 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 uh, the Sharknado deck that is similar to Miracles but different. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's a bunch of blue white standstill controlled bliss even without the Sharknado. So, I just think that the number of available pilots is just lower because there's just more things to distract people, which is mm-hmm. good. I mean, that's just more variety. Yeah. Uh, oh, also, I just realized too, this uh, Miracles player is running Predict and Predict combos with Mistress Bobble pretty yes, well as well. <laughs> yes. Look, look at the top card of the library, then Predict. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um. All right, and we had uh, we had blue, red, green Delver in fifth. This is really just blue. It's blue, red Delver, but it's running a Sylvan Library and a Cloythos in the in the sideboard. Side yeah. And ancient grudge as well, I guess. I mean, this is really just blue red delver splashing green. For yeah, like, for a little bit of uh, you know. Yeah, two trops. Uh, yeah, but there's but the main deck is just straight blue red. Nothing crazy here. Two true names, four young peasies. Again, we're seeing forked bolt here. Yep, that's pretty cool. Two force negation. So we're seeing a lot. I mean, if we we talked about this a few weeks, maybe about a few months ago at this point, but. It seems like six forces main deck is like what a lot of the blue decks are are kind of going going towards now. Yeah, I think it's 100% standard four yeah. force to negation. Yep. Um, then we have Tony Scapone in sixth, uh, piling the Bergy Bergy Bergy, but it's Ruby Storm, um, so, which is pretty cool. We'll talk about that uh, more in depth next week. Uh, seventh place was Death and Taxes. Uh, and also eighth place was death and taxes. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, taking a look, nothing too out of the ordinary with the first death and taxes list. Seems yeah, pretty seems, standard. Seems standard. Let's take a look at the second one. We are seeing some, uh, uh, mind break traps in the, uh, in the sideboard there. Yeah. Just in the first list, just one. That's pretty standard. Uh, yeah, these lists are very similar. Uh, you know, the only real difference is the second list is running a one Amir and Crusader and then only one Sanctum. Oh, no, they're both only running one Sanctum Prelate. I think they they cut a uh, spirit. The second list cut a spirit. Uh, yeah, they cut us. They're only running. The second list is only running one spirit of yeah. the labyrinth. Well, the first yeah. list is running two. So, yeah. I mean, both very stock, very standard death and taxes list. Just kind of personal choices there. Mm-hmm. Another death and taxes list in 10th. So a lot of death and taxes in this top. Another one in nineteenth. Uh, oh, I would let's see. We got a blue green Amitel list in eleventh place. Great username. Two plus two is five. I like it. Two plus two is five. So this is oh, this is running ice. I forgot about Ice Fang, and they're running Uro and Venser. Yeah, the Venser is a little unusual, but not unheard of. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a good catch-all uh, for like things like uh, Ensnaring Bridge or. You know anything like that? Um, are they running correct now? They're usually if they're running Venser, they'd also like splash white for Caracas, mm-hmm. uh, and that way you can get a loop if you have omniscience, Venser, Caracas. You can just bounce, you know, one thing every turn and cast it for free. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's like tap Caracas, bounce a permanent, uh, which is pretty good. Um, other than that, nothing too out of the ordinary. Uh, oh, they are running an Elish Norn in the sideboard. I guess they're just really afraid of 
really afraid of token decks um and then two eurekas in the sideboard as well yeah, after i was just saying we're not seeing many eurekas anymore but there we are yeah uh this 12th place list is interesting it's like it's the uh black white blue green control uh deck that we've been seeing pop up from time to time it's, oh, it's basically just queen marchesa in it too yeah it's just basically like which is good... which is mardu colors it's good stuff soup <laughs> yeah is this five color five color list it's four it's not running red oh no it is queen marchesa is a red card oh wait it is what color is it not running it is not running black red blue white uh, it's, it's not, not running green. green no green okay no green I'll start him to Torak. <laughs> John Locke. Vanishing Verse. That's new from Strixhaven, right? Oh, Strixhaven card. What yep. does Vanishing Verse do? So it's a, a white black instant exile target monocolored permanent. Oh, yeah. It was the uh, the Esper Abrupt Decay, as people were calling it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I think that's, that's definitely a, a card that we'll see more of. I really want I think so. I want Dead Guy Ale to come back. I really want Dead Guy Ale to be a thing again. <laughs> and I feel Vanishing Verse is a card that can make Dead Guy Ale a, a real thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Exile Target Monocolored Permanent. That is a lot of things that you would have issues with. It is. This can exile a Delver of Secrets and it can also exile an Omniscience. Yep. It cannot exile an Emrakul though. No, it could exile an Emeralage. Uh yes, because Emeralage is black. That's yep. right. Gonna exile a grizzle brand and it's an instant. I'm gonna have to pick up some of those. Maybe yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna bring Dead Guy Ale back, make Dead really? Guy Ale great again. Why is it called Dead Guy Ale? Uh, so it's named after a beer. Oh, so okay. There's an Oregon beer company called Rogue that I don't know if they still make it, but uh, like 10 years ago, they had a really popular beer called Dead Guy Ale, and oh, okay. this was the era of legacy where people named their their decks off of like looking at a in a room and just like picking a random Red option. Cereals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, P Tier Tier uh, Griffin. <laughs> P Tier Griffin is my name. <laughs> um, nice. All right, that's cool. So yeah, that's a challenge. I'll put the challenge results in the uh, in the show notes. Again, it's. They're kind of they're there. I think don't think challenges are the greatest. Uh oh, we had Reed Duke who played in the challenge. <laughs> like Pat was about to shit on the quality of play. No, no, no. No, no, no. <clears throat> what I'm saying is a challenge is not the best barometer of what the metagame is like. That's all I'm saying. I think that because they, they get to be a little bit inbred because you have like the same. I think even Tom Hep said it like uh, recently on he was on the dead format last week. He's like, you guys just kind of have the same people playing every like half the people are playing every week. And so it gets to be a little bit inbred. It's like a giant um, FNM. Yes. Yeah. Because everyone's going to the same store. Yeah. Um, but but I that is not to say that the level of play there is is bad. It's it's extremely <laughs> we just, high. We know you just want to simp for Reed Duke, Pat. We all uh, know no, I'm actually past. Listen, I'm over Reed Duke because I tried to get him on the podcast and he fucking never answered me, which is bullshit. Like I X, I messaged him a few times. X Reed Duke simp, yeah. Pat. <laughs> Reed Duke and, Reed Duke is not allowed on this podcast unless he wants to come on. Then he can come on, but. <laughs> Officially, he's not allowed on unless he wants to come on. Unless he wants um, to come on, please he come, did on. come in seven. He did come <laughs> in seventeenth uh, with uh, with elves. <clears throat> that's pretty good. With yeah, J- Jaspera Sentinel, what is that? That's some uh, Jaspera Sentinel. Oh, okay. 
I've never heard of this card. Tap an untapped creature you control, add one mana of any color. I've never heard of this card before. It's from Kill Time. I, oh. played, I played against it a lot in draft. Oh, did you? Okay, I guess that's why. I've, yeah, I don't know I've why it's literally never heard of this card before, but it makes maybe sense. Adam or Julian or one of the elves players can uh, let us know why elves is running what I would have thought is just draft chafe. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe it's for the reach. I guess I don't know. It's only a one-two. I have no idea why they're running this card. Yeah. Anyway, maybe someone can let us know. But uh, I do want to point out actually. In 16th place, H.J. Kaiser is running blue-red uh, Delver with a Strixhaven card. Yeah. It, expressive iteration. Yeah, that's uh, it's an is it for uh, uh, sorcery. Look at the top three cards of your library. Put one of them into your hand. Put one of them on the bottom of your library and exile one of them. You may play the exiled card this turn. That's actually kind of cool. Huh. So it's essentially a draw two as well. Long- okay. Yeah, because I mean, you still have to play the card though, so I don't. I don't think it's as good as a draw two. Yeah, so it's either a draw one on turn two, or turn three, it's a draw two because you're gonna cast it with one mana up, and then you're gonna ideally find a, uh, you know, a ponder or a delver yeah. or a brainstorm, and you'll put that into exile and right, cast right. it. That's actually that's better than I first gave it credit for when I first saw it in the spoilers. I didn't mm-hmm. my brain didn't really put together that it, it could be a draw two if you play it right. Yeah. That's um it's cool. It's also running two rip apart, which is also a strict saving card. So six strict saving cards in this list. Rip apart is red white for a sorcery. Choose one. Rip apart deals three damage to target creature or planeswalker, or destroy target artifact or enchantment so it's a lightning bolt stapled on to a disenchant hmm. that's pretty cool well not quite lightning bolt i guess more a uh i don't know what it would be what's something that lava only... spike not lava spike Eh, that's not worth what it oh no because it's not it's creature or planeswalker yeah, creature so... or planeswalker sorry the lava spike is the opposite of that uh yeah whatever it's something so that's that's pretty cool so this deck was definitely trying out all the new toys yeah i like that though um all right well let's get into we did have an email come in do we want to go over the email real quick let's do the email you got mail it's it's pretty fast it's pretty fast it's from our friend uh michael he had uh emailed us a few weeks ago uh with a funny email and he said hi drunk again thanks for mentioning my mail i have another question uh i mean we all know about yolandi being nissa which i don't know about but okay yeah i don't know who yolandi is <clears throat> but why is samuel l jackson in the new commander set and I guess I don't know what card this is that he sent me. Oh, Zaffi. How do you spell it? Z A F F A I. I guess he kind of looks like Sam Jackson. I don't. I don't. I don't quite see it. But he does have the uh, same. No, that that's definitely Sam Jackson. <laughs> yeah, that's like if Sam Jackson and Prince had a love child, and like Lenny Kravitz a little bit, and but... a little bit Lenny Kravitz. Well, Lenny Kravitz in the hair. Prince, yeah, Prince's yeah. clothes, Lenny Kravitz's hair, and then Samuel Jackson's face. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but cool. I didn't know this card existed. Uh, uh, I, don't... I haven't seen this card yet. Yeah, so two blue and a red for a one-four Magecraft legendary creature, human shaman. Whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery spell, scry one. If that spell's mana value is five or greater, create a four, four blue and red elemental creature token. If that spell's mana value is 10 or greater, 
Zaphi Thunder Collector deals 10 damage to an opponent choosing at random. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's Commander. pretty spicy. Commander. <laughs> Uh-oh, Jerry's getting ideas. Jerry is, I want people to just picture this because I can see Jerry, but you can't. He is now, he's usually reclined and very relaxed. He is leaned forward, elbows on his desk, like his fists balled up and under his chin, gazing in wonderment at this card. And I can see the gears. You get to do all of them. Right you get to do all three. You get to do all three. You get to scry one, make a four-four, and deal to it ten damage. So, Michael, you have uh, you have Jerry. Jerry looks like a little kid right now. I'm saying this is it actually really adorable. I'm saying as it goes in sneak and show. <laughs> <laughs> it fits in sneak and show. It's the right colors. It's the right mana cost. It's a one-four, so it has a big butt, so it can block. I'm gonna slot this into a into a sneak. Of course you are. Of course you are. I'm gonna take this through a league. Oh my goodness! I can't wait. I'm gonna get it on video and I'm gonna send it to the group when I when I reveal omniscience off of uh, <laughs> Zaphi. <laughs> Zaphi. Oh no, it has to be an instant sorcery. I went when I cast Enter the Infinite <laughs> <laughs> off omniscience, and instead of just winning the game with that combo, I'm just gonna win the game by getting my Enter the Infinite Zaphi triggers. That's how that that's how we're ten you ten you. Oh, that's great. Um, all right. Well, uh, let's get it. You want to get into scoops and poops? Scoops. Thank you for the email, Michael, by the way. That was great. Um, so Jerry, who do you want to scoop in the top eight this week? We're only doing scoops this week. Positivity only. All right. If we're only doing scoops, we're only allowed to be positive. I want to scoop in all of my salty, salty opponents on Magic Online <laughs> when I was playing. I never get more more salt than when I play Burn. People telling me to to go back to modern. <laughs> <laughs> did you give him the do you know who i am (laughs) i did not i'm i'm not that much of an asshole oh you should have but yeah they told me to like go back to modern they told me to like get a real deck you'd be like Uh, what's modern so it's modern someone was someone was shitting on me saying that i was like spending too long in the tank and really it was just i was like making dinner while playing a league (laughs) (laughs) you see how long it takes to hit a dab like it takes takes yeah It takes a minute to hit a dab. Like there's a lot of steps to taking a dab. So like, I, I guess I wasn't playing burn fast enough for them. So oh, yeah. they were just like, just like, Oh, what was going on? I'm like, well, it's a very difficult deck. Like, I mean, I know it's not as difficult as something like show and tell, but you know, like there's a lot of lines of play and a lot of yeah. like, things to think about. So <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I got to take this dab. I'll be back. That's <laughs> So that's my scoop, Pat. That's fantastic. I'm scooping in all the salty players out there. <laughs> um, I want to, <clears throat> excuse me. I have a quick uh, scoop in a top eight. Uh, last week, I read an article uh, in uh, in the internet. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, this sounds like a very legitimate story already. <laughs> and uh, it's about, uh, I sent you the, I sent you the email, Jerry. I said, or I sent you the link to the article. I don't think you read it. You know, I can't read bad. I want to scoop in. Listen, it's important to me that we continue to grow the game of magic, right? Like we, we need more players playing the form, like playing this game. It's important that people continue to to play the game. And there are some scientists who are actually like, like doing some pretty, like doing God's work, basically, literally and figuratively making sure that this game continues. Um, there's these uh, scientists that are, have created these human monkey hybrids, uh, and and these these embryos, these chimeras, have lived up to 19 days. So like, they're just 
almost old enough to sleep over their first sneak and show deck. And I'm really excited. And uh, I just want to, I want to give them the scoop in the top eight and say, thank you for, for doing God's work and making sure that, that, that there are a plethora of sneak and show players uh, here to carry on uh, the legacy format. I do remember this because I shook my head when you sent me that article the first time and I'm shaking my head now. These embryos need to make it at least, at least 30 days before they can play Snicket Show. I don't know this 19-day bullshit. I mean, that's a pretty long time. It's a pretty long time. Uh, that's all I got. Uh, thanks, everyone, for hanging out this week. Um, catch us on the show socials. Support the show at patreon.com slash legacy. Um, Argue pad about vaccine uh, regulations on Facebook with all the uh, anti-vax moms. Oh yeah, no, it's not even that. It's not even that important. We're talking. We're talking anyway. Um, yeah, I'm actually going to get my second shot on Saturday. I'm pretty excited. Oh boy. Yeah, hopefully um, this is the one where I get my. I didn't get my RFID chip on the last one, so I hope it comes in this one. I gotta say, like my 5G signal on my f- cell phone went through the roof after oh, I got my vaccine. It was that's great. awesome. I heard the roaming capabilities are even better too, so I'm I'm excited for that. Yeah, um, it's kind of weird with Bill Gates waking me up at like three and three a.m. though. <laughs> standing over your bed, breathing heavy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, thanks to Justin, our audio tech sound engineer. Uh, also, I don't know if you know this, Jerry, but he does work with animals. And I think he said he, his, uh, his veterinary service is going to be the first ones to take care of the human monkey hybrids. So we'll would they go to, to a doctor or that, like, I feel that's, that's slightly offensive, Pat, that you're just saying that they have to go to a veterinary veterinarian service. I'm just saying like eventually, well, I get, Ooh, that's a good, that's a good why point. are scientists doing this? Are you, are you? <laughs> Like this isn't like a Jurassic Park situation. Like no one's going to an amusement park to look at like human monkey hybrids. Like why why are we doing that? Are we like harvesting them for organs? If that's the case, why are we including monkeys in the mix? Well, because it makes it less it's it's less uh, it's ethically le- ethically charged. If it, if I they have feel it's more them. ethically charged. <laughs> Just like hey, we grew a heart in a lab. It's like oh that's cool. We made a goat boy. <laughs> like i feel like why like i just want to know why like like why because jerry it's just like you see you see the article it's like scientists uh developed a psychotic robot by like feeding it off of uh like the reddit feed and like the top the top comment was just like okay quick question uh what the fuck (laughs) i i have been talking about boston dynamics and their goddamn dog robots for like years now and I want to just say that police, like police forces are starting to get them in, in like use, in use patrolling and stuff. And I just want to say that it's disturbing and it's not good. And that robots, it's not good, Jerry. They're going to strap a machine gun to his back. I've been saying this for like three years now and everyone's laughed at me. And now people are just coming around and be like, no, we, hey guys, this doesn't look good. No, we all knew that this like, was going to happen. We all knew that this was going to happen, Pat. We just don't think it's less of a big deal because I actually feel more comfortable with a robot with a machine gun strapped to its arm than a police officer with a machine gun strapped to its arm. That's why. I mean, at least humans have have like discrimination right they're able to discriminate uh you know use <laughs> is that the problem <laughs> no 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 no. discrimination okay i'm just gonna say this right now this is not like i'm not talking about the bad kind of discrimination there is like 
you like as an adult you discriminate in your in your everyday life right when you choose things it's like discriminating between the yellow banana and the purple banana exactly one of of those bananas might kill you yes exactly exactly so but anyway what i guess a better word for that is they can uh, make choices right and robots don't make choices they just do what they're programmed to do I guess humans can are do what they program to do though too. Like, do we ever? Is there actually free will, Jerry? I've thought about that before. Like, do we actually have free will? I subscribe to the thought that this is all a computer simulation, so I would say no. <laughs> I think that's such a cop out and such bullshit and some Elon Musk fanboy garbage. That wow, do not call angry. do not call me an Elon Musk fanboy. Jesus. That I mean, that's what Elon Musk is, right? Like he's like, oh, yeah, just be a- okay. Elon Musk also breathes air. Just because I breathe air, am I an <laughs> Elon Musk fanboy? I mean, you breathe air and you believe in the simulation, so then yes, there's two <laughs> things you have in common with Elon Musk. <laughs> I also like flamethrowers. So does that also make me an Elon Musk fanboy? <laughs> we both like flamethrowers. My, my wife is texting me. And she she wants to know my favorite Disney princess. Is it, who's who's your favorite Disney princess, Jerry? Uh, Ariel, because that's why I have a thing for redheads. You know. That, oh yeah. <laughs> those there's early formative memories. Yeah, Ariel is pretty pretty smoking hot. I agree with that. I, I I'm actually gonna text her back and say Ariel um that's a good point yeah yeah because your wife's a redhead there you go pat she's not a redhead she has had a redhead but she has been a redhead before all right i'm gonna go with colorblind so that's my excuse yeah you are colorblind <laughs> we'll give you that, we'll give you that. <laughs> anyway shout out to the scientists making human monkey hybrids uh show and tell players for days now and uh and justin who's gonna i are you are you implying that vets offer a lower level of care than doctors do all i'm saying is there's a reason why the mob goes to vets and not doctors to get their gunshot wounds patched up pat <laughs> yeah they probably do a better job and they uh, give you biscuits on the way out doctors <laughs> don't give you biscuits on the way out <laughs> i just think like the the quality of care is probably actually that's probably not true there's probably plenty of hospitals out there that have lower quality of care than you know most oh, for sure hospitals. for sure um i will say that like vets get like similar drugs to doctors so like uh there's like a steroid called winstrol otherwise known as like winnie and you can get winnie as like it's like a you know it's, it's a steroid it's like a growth hormone or you can get winnie v which is the veterinary version of it. And I've always heard that you don't use Winnie V because it's very bad for you. But apparently it's like the same thing as as regular Winstrol. So I don't know. Maybe some of our listeners can uh, can educate me on this. But I, I do remember that being a that, thing. That was the thing I saw. Like someone was taking their dog strep throat medication because their dog had a coverage, but they didn't. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is That's just the state so of the depressing. <laughs> That's, the That's American so depressing, dude. Our pets have better health insurance than we do. Speaking of, I actually just got, uh, I just signed up. So we got a new puppy a few weeks ago and we have her on her own like health insurance plan right now. It's like 50 bucks a month and it covers like everything. Uh, that's, but, that's cheaper and more extensive coverage than my health insurance. <laughs> literally, yes, literally like covers all her medication, any surgeries, any accidents. Like she gets hit by a car, like it covers all that stuff. I get hit by a car. And my boss asked me what time I'm coming back to work. Oh, a hundred percent. hundred percent. We talked about in the, in the pre-show why Americans should, why the world should cut down to 32 hour work weeks or even less, maybe 24 hour work weeks. Yeah. I'm, I'm disappointed that Amazon didn't get to organize in uh, Alabama or wherever the hell they were trying to, trying to get a, a union going. It bummed me out a little bit, man, but you can lead a horse to water. You can't make a drink, right? That's true. That's true. All right. All right. Well, thanks everyone for hanging out. Uh, we went a little bit of a, we went a little wild ride the last uh, hour and a half or so, but 
I hope y'all enjoyed. I hope y'all enjoyed the podcast. Um, we will be coming an hour and fifteen minute episode. <laughs> yeah, we will be coming to you uh, next week with Tony Scapone. Is it Scapone or Scapone? Yeah. Ah, well, Tony, you're Tony asking S. me me how to pronounce things. I am yeah. not the best source. For <laughs> so we got we got Tony Scapone talking about Ruby Storm next week. So if you have questions about Ruby Storm, uh, put in the Discord or put it on the Facebook group, uh, and we will uh, ask Tony about that for sure. And uh, and that's it, man. I hope you all have a great week, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. And I'll blow you up nice and big, Jerry. Nice and big on my screen. Excellent. All right, let me know. Let me know when you're good. Uh, I am good. We are recording. Okay. Jerry, I'm so relaxed looking at your background right now. It is relaxing. It's the, the, like the palm trees are moving and everything. It's true. I mean, I'm I'm here on the beach, Pat. I'm on the beach. I'm so jealous. I live on the beach. <laughs> Down by the beach. Uh, you need some you need some higher SPF, bro. <laughs> like <laughs> you're gonna get scorched. I had my physical the like last week, and my doctor spent a good 15 minutes talking to me about the uh the importance of vitamin D and getting enough sun. And I'm just like, what are you what are you trying to say to me, doctor? <laughs> <laughs> it is true though. They say that like um one of the biggest like uh uh things that's happened well, not one of the biggest, but like one of the underlying uh through lines and patients who are getting covid really bad and i don't know if you've talked about this before is like uh vitamin d deficiency yeah the people who are getting hospitalized have like severe vitamin d deficiency i think americans in general have pretty high deficiency so it might be one of those you know self-selecting biases kind of things but mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but yeah get your vitamin d bro i got look at my arms how much vitamin d i got today so much so like much. roasted, so roasted arms. All right, let's you ready to get into it? I'm ready. Let's... Justin, Justin can keep all this pre-show in. It's very important. The, That's the our list... PSA. The leaving legacy PSA for the week is get your vitamin D. The SPF PSA. Yeah. <laughs> get your vitamin D and then give your vitamin D to a friend. Give... <laughs> a willing <Whoa>. friend. <laughs>